The Christmas presents. Joe was the first one to wake up on the Christmas morning, but she was disappointed not to find any stocking hanging from the fireplace. Remembering her mother's words, she slipped her hand under the pillow and drew a crimson-colored book. It was the Bible, and mother had written a few encouraging words inside. She woke up Meg. with a merry christmas and asked her to see what was under her pillow meg discovered a green colored bible soon beth and amy both woke up to find a dove colored and a blue colored books being sweet and gentle by nature meg received love and obedience from her sisters she spoke seriously mother wants us to read these books every day and so we must start at once i shall keep my book on the table and read a little every morning i'm sure it will do me good she began to read the bible putting her arm around her sister jo also read quietly Beth whispered to Amy the, to do the same. She helped her younger sister with the hard words. Half an hour later, Meg and Joe went to thank their mother for the gifts, but could not find her. Where is mother? Meg asked old Hannah, who had been living with them since they were born. Hannah was considered more a family member than a servant. Goodness only knows, some poor creature came a begging, and your ma went straight off to help her. I've never seen more helpful women than her. She could be back soon, commented Meg. So get your things ready, Hannah. She started arranging the presents in her basket. Where's Amy's bottle of cologne. She's just taken it and gone out with it," said Joe. "How nice my handkerchiefs look," said Beth. They heard the front door open. "There's mother! Hide the basket, quick!" cried Joe as they heard the front door open. But it was Amy who was a little surprised to find the eagerness on the faces of her sister. Where have you been? What are you hiding? Shut out Meg. Don't laugh at me, Joe. I just went out to change the little bottle for a bigger one. I spent all my money to get it. I'm not going to be selfish any longer. Amy spoke so sincerely that Meg hugged her and Joe said she was a trump. Beth decorated the handsome bottle with a rose. The front door opened again. The girls hid the basket under the sofa. Mother appeared. Merry Christmas, mother. Thank you for the books. You've read some today and mean to read it every day. They cried unison. Merry Christmas, little daughters. I'm glad that you liked my present. But I want to say a word before we sit down for breakfast. There is a poor woman with a newborn baby. 
She has six more children. All of them are huddled together in one bed because they have no warm clothes for fire. They have no food either. My angels, will you give them your breakfast as a Christmas present? The girls were disappointed. They were looking forward to having a stumptous meal. They were hungry too. May I go and carry the things? asked Beth. Meg was already arranging the food in a basket. Mrs. March smiled. I knew you'd do it. We'll have bread and milk for breakfast. The girls set off with the delicious food. Their mother said to them, Her name is Mrs. Hummel. She's been having a difficult time ever since her husband died. The poor lady was overwhelmed. Good angels have come to visit us on Christmas Day. She exclaimed joyfully. Funny angels in coats and gloves, said Joe. All started laughing. Hannah, who had carried some wood, made a fire. Miss March fed the lady with the tea and cereals while the girls spread the table, fed the children and talked to them. Thank you so much, said Miss Hummel with tears in her eyes. Having promised to return with more help, Miss March drooped. Back with the family, the hungry little girls were happier than all the people in the town. They ate a simple breakfast of bread and milk. When her daughters gave her gifts, Mrs. Marsh was touched. She immediately put on Joe's slippers, slipped Beth's handkerchief into her pocket after spraying it with Amy's perfume and so wore Meg's gloves. They were a perfect fit. Then the girls prepared for their play. A dozen girls waited patiently and sat on a cot. Meg and Joe had to take up several roles and so had to change costumes frequently. The play opened. Meg climbed up a tower, a wooden ladder actually, and waited for a lover who was Joe. But unfortunately, when the lover appeared, she hurried down the steps. Her foot got caught in her dress. Meg, Joe and the ladder all crashed down. The audience shrieked, but the actors were unheard. Amy's fainting scene was another disaster. She managed to fall on the ground, but her eyes did not close. Nevertheless, everyone enjoyed the play. The audience clapped. But another thing happened. The cot on which the audience was sitting collapsed. Hannah found everyone sprawling on the floor. There were screams and shouts, but no harm was done. The evening meal was a treat. There were all kinds of fancy dishes like ice cream, cakes, fruits and French bonbons. 
the hothouse flowers added to the color of the table. Did the fairies arrange the meal? asked Amy. Santa Claus answered Beth. Mother did it. Meg smiled. All wrong, old Mr. Lawrence sent this, said Mother. But we hardly know him, exclaimed Meg. Hannah told one of his servants how you gave away your breakfast this morning. He's an all old gentleman, but it pleased him. He knew my father a long, long time ago. He asked for my permission. I could not refuse him, so he sent you all these things. They knew the old man's grandson, who seemed to be a nice fellow. Joe wanted to talk to him, but Meg never allowed her to. I like his manners. I have no objection to your knowing him. He brought the flowers himself when you were performing in the play. He looked quite sad because he was having no fun. None to share Christmas with. They all admired the pretty flowers, Beth said wistfully. I wish I could send some flowers to Father. I'm afraid he isn't having such a merry Christmas as we are.